I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting. Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called Maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis. He's the win, and nobody beats him. This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Network. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 41, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully, they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the irresistible force, the immovable object, the possible top prospect, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. I'm a prospect, Michael. I'm a contender. You are a contender. <laughs> and uh, if you haven't heard, folks, we talked about it last Thursday. Brian Malonis has been entered into Ring of Honor's 2017 Top prospect tournament you feeling good about it feeling great about it man feeling great yeah yeah all right how's the field look out there you think you're a, a cut above the rest i, always, been I always i always think i'm a cut above the rest michael that's for sure i think that goes without saying well yeah it's a matter of it's it, how many cuts above the rest am i <laughs> it's a matter of if you're you know it's true or not it, i'm not sure we'll have to see well i'm sure you don't believe it's true because you always take steaming dumps on me <laughs> so if I, if, I, if I lose in the first round nobody will be happier than than you no that's, that's <laughs> not true uh, that's half true <laughs> well, well you know so pittsburgh february 11th right that's it that's a couple weeks away top prospect tournament for ring of honor in pittsburgh pennsylvania and if you get past the first round maybe you'll uh do a little uh gambling in vegas maybe you'll never know mike we we'll never see. know no one knows at this point, I think. <laughs> of course not. It hasn't happened yet, Michael. Exactly, exactly. I don't know what you're getting at. Well, we'll uh, we got plenty of time. Well, not that long, but we've got plenty of time to talk about the uh, Top Prospect Tournament coming up. But today on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing on the NAI Network, we've got your promo about nothing. We'll take a look at our WPAN listener poll. And tonight, it's the Royal Rumble Summit with some special guests. Uh, okay, and you guys, you're learning the deal now. We have two big podcasts a week, this one each Monday on the New Age Insiders Network, and on Thursdays, a podcast exclusively for BDA Radio. Look for our poll Monday evening at the WPAN on Twitter to help decide the topic for this week. You can get these BDA bonus episodes, plus the first 38 episodes of this podcast on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing podcast feed on your favorite platform or visit BDARadio.com. All right, it is time to talk a little Royal rumble pay-per-view and we have joining us one moment here we have joining us first he is do we call him a former professional wrestler he is maybe he's on an extended hiatus <laughs> yeah as well. maybe we'll say extended hiatus and he is a current uh, facebook troll <laughs> that, that he is his Not, name, number one nemesis of uh todd sopel <laughs> <laughs> his name is Julian Starr making his debut here. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? 
I don't know. How are you doing? That's well, the question. You know, fat, miserable, as always. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, happy to have Croc- you here. Croc- fat and miserable see- for a long time now. <laughs> it's good to see you, too, Crockett. I feel like I never get to see you anymore. What do you mean by that? It's because he's married now. His wife doesn't let him out of the house hardly ever. That's true. Just uh, to do the podcast. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a single guy. I have all the free time in the world, so well, you know, I invite you over. You never show up. It's sad. I'm here today. That's true. That's Maybe true. next week for the for the Super Bowl as well. I hope so. If, if she lets me out of the house, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'll be sitting home miserable watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> my hand's my best friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and also joining us here is a uh, compatriot of ours, Brian from the New Age Insiders Network. He's on the Inside Perspective. They do it every two weeks. I believe there's going to be one coming up this Tuesday. He is an old friend of ours. He's been on the podcast before. He was on the SummerSlam Summit. This is Scotty Slade. Hello. So on, guys. You guys could actually call me my hand because I am Julian's best friend. <laughs> really? Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, you know, Scotty. You got, you got, <laughs> you got a little sticky. A little so sticky. You friend. got these two schlubs here who have been, you know, sitting on their asses all day, and you got me and you who had to get up and, and make it for an 11 a.m. call time. You this and morning. I have actually had a really busy weekend. Like, yes. you know, this is what it's be like being on the road. You wake <laughs> up, you wrestle, you go home, you get a few hours sleep. Malonis and I, we wake up first thing in the morning. We drive hours out of our way, put on a fantastic show, five stars on the Meltzer rating. Wow. And then we get back <laughs> here just in time. <laughs> yeah, four stars. We get back here just in time to finish the Rumble, and now we're doing this podcast. If anything, the true champions, Brian Malonis and I. There you go. Scotty Slade angling for that tag team. Can I just, <laughs> can I just say the last guy that uh, put himself over in public, I uh, go ahead and buried about having a big <laughs> ego, so I settle down there. <laughs> You leave Brian Fury out of this. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> All right, so guys, right off the bat, the Royal Rumble, let's talk about um, Brian Malonis' off-the-cuff prediction on this podcast. What do you mean off-the-cuff? What do you mean off-the-cuff? You, you just kind of picked it out of the air. Who's a guy who uh, no one wants to see win who's like the old guard? Uh, uh, Randy Orton. <laughs> Two-thirds of my triumvirate of misery happened tonight. So <laughs> yes. I'm a very happy man right now, Michael. Two out of three ain't bad. In spite of my Shawn Michaels pr- prediction not coming true, John Cena is the WWE champion, and... Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble, and your WrestleMania main event as of right now is John Cena versus Randy Orton. Twitter's going to be fun the next 24 hours. And you're, you're, yeah, you're the only one happy about that, apparently. I'm, I'm busting, Michael. I'm <laughs> busting. <laughs> what did you guys think? Scotty Slade, how did wow. you feel when you saw Orton as the final man in the ring? Well, clearly, I was over the top excited. I oh, mean, just, <laughs> I mean, just like I've talked about on my show, the inside perspective. Yes. I mean, we got together and we put money on the Royal Rumble. I mean, because gambling is always Skittles. fun. We put Skittles. 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 Yes. We all selected numbers, and I drew number 23. And who is that? None other than Randy Orton. So, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, it was great. I'll take it. You know, you know about the prediction, to go back to the prediction for, for one moment. Yes. I heard voices inside my head. They talk to you? Yes. <laughs> they understand. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Julian. How Out of you? nowhere. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Julian, how did you feel about uh, Randy Orton coming out on top? Uh, didn't miserable? see that coming, did you? No, of course I didn't. <laughs> Why not? I did not enjoy any of it whatsoever. I'm miserable, so is. you're going to hear nothing but negativity from me. Well, that's because you're decked out from head to toe <laughs> in Stone Cold gear, so you're still holding well, up that hope for one last Stone Cold. It didn't come out. <laughs> it makes me so miserable. What? This. 
every pay per view every year doesn't matter when Julian Starr sits down and he can tell you the truth. He's wearing that sweatsuit outfit. <laughs> Absolutely, hoping for an Austin return. Rumble, Super, uh, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Survivor Series. I'm always going to wear this jumpsuit in hopes that it comes back. So I just want to put over one thing here. Uh, Julian Starr has now set the WPAN record for uh, a pay per view summit for the second guest because he's already spoken more than Anthony Green did. <laughs> <laughs> so, congratulations, Julian. Thank you, sir. Thank you. He stinks at everything he does. He so. will never be on this podcast again. He <laughs> wow. could be. He could get. Signed in main event WrestleMania, and we could be the biggest podcast in the world, and I wouldn't have him on. The man Which one of, a- of those is going to happen first, <laughs> by the way? Man of a thousand gimmicks. He sucks at this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, so the Royal Rumble, uh, the match itself we'll get to in a couple minutes. But let's start with, I mean, there's a two-hour pre-show. But uh, let's be honest, we didn't watch the pre-show, gentlemen. Well, me and Scotty were wrestling. So yes. Why didn't you guys watch it? Well, we were playing a You Don't Know Jack. Probably the greatest game Jack in the world. Jack Gallagher? No, 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 no. no. We'll talk a surprise of the Rumble? There you go. <laughs> Stop we'll it. talk about that in a minute. But, uh, yeah, You Don't Know Jack. It's a trivia game. Okay. So we were playing that. I'm upset. And, uh, Is that because you're a taken man that you didn't watch the pre-show? Because I'm going to tell you right now, it, that was that the match that's on your screen right now? That's That was the first match of the actual Rumble. Okay. All right. Well, then excuse me then. All right. Whoops. Yeah, check your facts, there, pal. Yeah, the actual. <laughs> so we're not going to cover the pre-show at all because <laughs> none of us saw it. And uh, so, Brian, Brian Malonis, tell me about the first match, which was for the Raw Women's title. Oh, I loved it. I loved every second that I saw of it. It was uh, just, you know, I, I didn't see a second of it. I yeah. was en route. I was en route to the... Uh, to the compound here, the the Marina or the Star Compound here, and uh, you know, so I didn't I didn't see the opener because Mike, I am a professional wrestler and I was professional wrestling today. You were professionally wrestling. Yes. Uh, open, well, actually, let me before we get into very the, lucrative weekend. Wow. All right. Actually, before we get into that, uh, let's t- talk about the Alamo Dome. It was uh, just about filled to the rafters, I guess. I mean, I I said and made an offhand comment about oh, this is some. Uh, Empty seats up top, but uh, it filled in nicely, I would say. Uh, they said announced uh, some 50,020 people, I believe. Yeah, which is actually less, I think, than they drew in 97. But, um, you know, if you listen to the to the Pritchard podcast, which I think everybody does at this point, they get like half a million downloads. Um, that They did a lot of, like, cheap tickets and whatnot to try to fill that place. So uh, I don't think they quite did that this time for this. I think a lot of these tickets are probably very pricey, including the ones that were... You know, <laughs> way up top. So fifty-two thousand uh, for the Royal Rumble, pretty outstanding. Right. And just before the show started, actually, uh, HBK, Shawn Michaels came out. Brian, he, I told you he was going to be at the Royal Rumble. He he certainly was, but uh, <laughs> you know he did uh, his thing where he came out and um, said, you know, hey, the Royal Rumble's tonight. Everybody have fun, and that was about it. So. I told you he would be in the ring don't at the get, Royal uh, Rumble. Don't get confused with schematics. The the man said that uh, Shawn Michaels was going to be at the Rumble. In and, the ring at the Royal Rumble. And, and he was right. God, I'm like a prophet. Fact. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're something, all right. Uh, okay, let's talk about the first match on the actual pay-per-view at 7 p.m. It was the Raw Women's title. Bailey uh, challenging the champion Charlotte Flair. And Shawn Matt Bennett is your referee, of course. Um, so this match, the cutoff was... Uh, Charlotte rammed Bailey's head into the apron and then into the steps. It was. Uh, I, I gotta be honest. I, I'm. I think I know who won this match, but I don't actually know for sure who won it. So, I'm. I'm gonna be fine. You're gonna break some news to me here. Do, do you want to take a guess before he reads the result? <laughs> yeah. Well, I. I. I got a. I got a hunch. Charlotte probably won. Hmm. Um. 
Okay, mm. you're correct. All right, there you go. Oh, that was really didn't build that one up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really built up the suspense yeah. there, Mike. You normally hold that one over his head till the end. <laughs> Guess who holds the entertainment down here, boys? <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Bailey at one point went for a top rope belly to belly, and Charlotte kind of threw her down. Belly uh, to belly, you mean? Yeah, maybe. And threw her down over the ropes to the floor, and as Bailey crawled back onto the apron, Charlotte jumped down and hit the natural selection onto the apron. And then rolled Bailey in and got the three count. So Charlotte Flair, her record, her spotless record in uh, singles women's matches is still intact. She is still the they Raw are women's champion. running out of contenders. <laughs> they are, but it's, I mean, maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong. But I mean, Charlotte should be the one that should be holding this for a while. I mean, I love Bailey. I mean, a little too much at times, but uh-huh. at, the, at the same at the same time. Charlotte's got everything. Charlotte's got the presentation. She's got the flair, no pun intended. Uh-huh. She's somebody that can represent your women's division at such a high level. And uh, clearly with this match, they feel the same way. I think so. I think so. And so, Charlotte, how long do you see uh, Charlotte holding this title for Julian Starr? Uh, probably quite some time, just because like the only baby face they can have chasing this right now is Bailey, and I really, really, really don't want to see them do the title swap situation like they did with Sasha and Charlotte, just because there's no way to invest in the title, the reign, the, the chase. There's nothing. So I think she should hold it for quite some time and just keep building uh, the suspense of Bailey taking it off her, similar to what they did in NXT. Yeah, the the rumor uh, for WrestleMania, the match that I have heard, I mean, this has not been substantiated by anyone, but Charlotte versus Bailey versus Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. Where'd you get that information, Mike? Those <laughs> lovely dirt sheets. That's where I heard. So, uh, four way match at the at WrestleMania. How do you feel about that, Brian? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're digging it. It sounds like in a big way. I, I think they got. They can't. I mean, the clearly can't go back to Charlotte and Sasha one-on-one, and she's already beat Bailey now one-on-one. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where you go with it, I guess, a four-way. Yeah, they're, they're kicking it up right now. They're trying to bring out as much female talent as possible right now in NXT. I think Malone has touched on it no more than a couple minutes ago. They're just running out of talent to chase Charlotte. I mean, they're hoping to strike gold and some of their new hires with, like, Kimberly and uh, what was the other female? Lovelace. Lovelace. Yep. You got Heidi down there as well. So, I mean, we'll see what they develop in the next few months. Uh, it might not help as much with WrestleMania, but they've invested so much that what they had three women's, even with the pre show and regular yes, show, those right, three women's yeah. matches. I mean, they're in it for the long haul at this point, so they have to do something. I think right now, this, the kind of the SmackDown women's division as a whole is, is outshining the whole Raw women's division, I would think, Absolutely. at this point. I haven't seen much of Nia Jax, but I mean, Bailey's had a good match with Charlotte, Sasha had a good match with Charlotte. Uh, Sasha and Bailey have had a good match. So honestly, if they don't do too much, they keep it pretty simple. The mix of styles could make that match, if it actually happens, really interesting. And uh, yeah, from what I understand, Nia Jax almost uh, basically squashed Sasha Banks in the uh, in the like pre-show. Slug? Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the a ang- The angriest I ever got. <laughs> what a reference! Inside reference. Yes, <laughs> to the utmost. Uh, so yeah, so WrestleMania. Nineteen ninety-five. We'll share the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. So moving on from the women's division. Next up was the Universal Title Champion Kevin Owens. Uh, the one linchpin in, <laughs> the, in my your night. master plan. Yes. <laughs> Champion Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. This match was no disqualification, and that was evident by what went on here. And Chris Jericho was hung above the ring 
in a shark cage. And Chad Patton, of course, your referee. Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, Owens and Jericho, uh, before they could get Jericho in the in the cage, they both attacked Roman at the bell, but Roman came back, tossed Owens out, and then kind of overtook Jericho and got him into the cage. So the cage raised from the ring, and that's where Jericho stayed for the entirety of the match, not that he didn't uh, play a role um, a little later on. So right, right from the start, they uh, kind of showed as i mentioned that this was no disqualification by battling through the crowd uh they went around like that united nations of announced tables all the different uh the all the different announced teams and then they got back inside the barricades and owens threw him against the stairs uh hit him with some chairs hit him with the monitor and then tossed him at the barricade and hit a cannonball so owens was uh on top uh pretty early on in this match and all the while while this was going on with all the stuff on the outside he started setting up this kind of erector set of chairs setting up chairs building them on top of one another it turned into like this little uh this little hut this little fort this little skyscraper uh, built out of steel chairs brian you remember this i do I you, know. you didn't come in at this point right to skyscraper. Yeah, yeah, i was i was here for this whole match and you came, you came between these two matches? Yes. You and Scotty? Yes, I caught yes, the Yes, I was blown away this. that I came in at 7.30 and there's only been one match. <laughs> <laughs> Brought me back to Friday night. <laughs> so, the, yeah, the, so the big, huge uh, erector set of chairs would come into play a little later on. Uh, well, first off, they, you know, they attempted to suplex him into it. No, nothing happening. Owens uh, punched him a bunch of times. Roman's holding on, doing the big Yokozuna. Whoa! And uh, you know, then they kind of what was that one? <laughs> and then they avoided that for a while. Um, there was a table set up outside at one point, uh, and uh, that kind of came into play later on when Kevin Owens hit a frog splash onto that table on the outside, and that was uh, kind of devastating. Uh, there was a big uh, gasp among uh, the group of us here when he hit that frog splash. Uh, to the oh, floor. on Roman's face? Yes, basically. <laughs> yeah. It was very high up it's on devastating. the... Uh, yeah, on the table there. Scotty, what do you say I give that to you next time we wrestle? Deal. <laughs> you've, you've had some rough luck with uh, tables in, in recent years. He's a pro going through them. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, no, to be fair, I'm a pro going through them. It's the act of going towards them that I'm not a pro at. Oh, okay. But once I hit that table, crum, right through <laughs> down the middle. Yeah, I don't think we've even mentioned this yet. We are at... Um, the the home of, of Julian Starr, and we appreciate very much his uh, accommodations here. And uh, hey, Hopefully you guys can take a photo to uh, put this on your Twitter that Julian Starr is laying like Jabba the Hutt right now. <laughs> <laughs> Same size and all. But there may be a, a gentleman next door that uh, is still miserable about, the, about your uh, table spots. Actually, Scotty probably slaved. the booker at the time, which is in the other room, and Tarzan, and then Brian, who's <laughs> trying to sleep right now. Everybody was really miserable with me that night, so let's just, uh, it's years ago, and let's just uh, let's move on, you know? I, like, I thought you did great. Hey, I so anyway, great. back to the match. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jericho, as I mentioned, came into play later on. He had brass knuckles, and he dropped them out of the shark cage, and Owens grabs them, and he, set up, he sets up for the Superman punch, but it gets blocked, but then... Owen comes, Owens comes back and hits it anyway and hits it between the eyes with the brass knucks. One, two, Roman Reigns kicks out. Now, were you very upset with this, Brian? What, that Roman Reigns kicked out? Yeah, after getting hit with brass knucks. No, I was happy he kicked out. I wanted him to win. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> were you uh, were you incredulous with this? No, not at all. I thought it was a great false. I thought it works well with the match. The finish when you get there, not so much, but uh, I, th- I thought it worked fine. It's- I mean, people complain about the Roman. They complain about like the Roman and the Cena, like Superman type stuff, but then they have no problem whether you know, like watching guys you know that they that they like. Um, take 17 finishers and kick out of them so save it like save it with the superman stuff because it's just what it is in professional wrestling at this point agreed F- finishes like the, the the falses and matches are tend to be lots and 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 lots of big moves usually the finisher over and over again or weapons or something and guys kick out of it it's just that we complain about it when John Cena and Roman Reigns, or I don't complain about it, but people complain about it when it's Roman Reigns and John Cena, and they don't when it's Kevin Owens or Finn Balor or, you know, guys that they like. So, I mean, save it. Just if you're going to offer that criticism, you have to offer it across the board or save it. Well, it wasn't my criticism. You don't have to jump down my throat. <laughs> Jesus. I'm just kind of trying to be the devil's advocate here there, Brian. Uh, that's your role in life. <laughs> Can't imagine what your poor wife goes through. Oh my god! So at one point, <laughs> Owens uh, gets someone dropped onto a cha- onto a chair that's kind of set up, and that didn't look too uh, great. There was a table that was set up in the corner, and Roman went for a spear, but Owens stopped him. And speaking of finishers, he hit the Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> yes, he did. What makes me miserable? You don't remember this? Kevin Owens hit the stone the Stunner on Roman. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Got him, <That's> dumbass! <laughs> uh, yeah, so he kicked out. He kicked out. Oh hell yeah! He uh, oh, he kicked out. And uh, you said meant something about uh, Stone Cold's not going to enjoy that. No, and then and then Kevin Owens also then stomped a mud hole too. So he did uh, immediately stomped a mud hole right after that. Then hit a cannonball. Uh, so there was a superplex attempted by Owens after that at some point and. Nope, it didn't happen. And then Roman Reigns, Owens is up on the top rope. Roman Reigns hits the Superman punch, and Owens falls onto the floor through that huge erector set skyscraper set thing of all chairs. And uh, that would look pretty awful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, there's no good way to take that. Yes. how do you learn not to fall? <laughs> I learned to fall into a thing of chairs. <laughs> now you said something about Brian. Uh, you know, it w- it would cost a, a pretty penny for you to uh, to take something like that, right? Is that what you is that what you said? No, we weren't even talking about this match when I, oh, when okay. I was saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, devastating. But anyway, um, from there, that was not the end of the match, folks. Owens was then powerbound through a table, and then Braun Strowman. Out of nowhere, comes to ringside. He choke slams Roman on an announce table, and that didn't break, by the way. And then he power slams Roman through that table that was set up in the corner. And then Owens crawls over, covers him, gets a three count, and Kevin Owens retains the WWE Universal Championship, thus ruining Brian's <laughs> uh, misery triumvirate. So wait, are we? Does this mean we're getting? Three-way with Roman, Braun Strowman, and The Undertaker at WrestleMania? Roman, Braun Your Strowman. mind is just blown, Scott. <laughs> <is made. laughs> I went to go say something, and it was just... <laughs> <laughs> that was actually my big gripe with the the match was, like, 
I guess Braun coming in and making this big interruption, and maybe it's because I haven't seen any of Raw in a while, but um, and I don't need a payoff in the same night, but then later on, you know, at, I mean, you guys are going to touch upon Spoiler. it, but um, it just, it, I guess throughout the night, it confused me that that's the situation that went down. And so I'm curious to see where that goes, but it's one of those things where it does kind of feel like maybe this was just their way out of having Roman Reigns be clean. That's what it seems like, <laughs> honestly. That's what it feels like. It's very possible. We don't know where the story's going, but that Yeah, which I'm okay with. Like it's it's nice once in a while to have not a single clue except for Crockett who reads all the dirt sheets, asks <laughs> everything that he possibly can for people that he knows in WWE. Um, <laughs> of course. But for for us that like to watch the product and kind of just let it unfold, it's nice to not have a clue. Um, I actually am glad that Owens kept the title. I like what's going on with him and Jericho. I want to see where they take it, and it's mm-hmm. always better when a belt's involved because Ooh. if they put it on Roman and they had their whole shtick on the side with nothing involved. Uh, it, it just wouldn't be as energetic. The investment wouldn't be there, I agree. Until, until, until Roman Reigns wins the title on Raw tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until then, we can just uh, take the current situation. Yeah, just deal with it, I guess. Okay, guys, from there, we had a lot of stuff before uh, they went to the next match. <laughs> they had a KFC commercial with Enzo and Cass for the new uh, the Golden Barbecue. Couple of sides? <laughs> <laughs> Much better than your impersonation. <laughs> Listen to Crockett's. Crockett's uh, Enzo's a Muppet, apparently. It's special, guys. It's special. Cup of chicken? Nailed it. You killed me. Thanks. I'm done. <laughs> so they did that <laughs> commercial. They did that. And then it was the first half of the Royal Rumble uh, video. Where they did the you know, the top thirty reasons the to f- never forget the rumble or whatever it was, and then they introed the announcers for the uh, next match, and then they had a long Rich Swan versus Neville video introducing that match, and then the intro to the foreign announcers all the way down the row, and then finally we went to the cruiserweight title match, and then I went to get some pizza. Thank you very much, Julian, for for buying some pizza. <laughs> well, you know, I figured I'd add to the menu. So. You, so, so you didn't like this match? No, no. I mean, it was for what I saw. I mean, I, I have to be honest. I went and got a, a slice or two of uh, pizza pie. Or four. Uh, <laughs> I had five. It, it, it was it was great. It was Isabella's. Isabella's. It's a new place in Salem. Hey, yeah, yeah. Want to go to free okay. sponsorship? All right, all right. Oh my goodness gracious! Sorry, guys. So try but it was, we getting free pizza out of this? Uh, probably not. Well, I guess I could, we did get free pizza. Yeah, Julian yeah, paid yeah for I it. paid for it. Come on, <laughs> Julian's pizza. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Julian. But this uh, is how I make friends. The uh, Carl Epps on Twitter actually at. UNDUNC73 said it was at least 15 minutes by the time the last month le- the last match left the ring to the time Neville and Swan got down there. It, okay, it was with the Cruiserweight title, Neville versus the champion Rich Swan and what did you think, Brian? This Cruiserweight Championship match. Oh, that was good, but it was predictable like finish. I I told you. I told you what was going to happen. Yeah. Neville's getting the championship. We're on our fourth cruiserweight champion already but i feel like maybe they have a direction now right and i mean this match um a kick to the head by neville and uh he got the f- no actually it was a foot a kick to the head by swan and neville got the foot on the ropes and then neville hit a superplex the finish was neville hit a superplex and then the rings of saturn basically and there was a tap out and as you said neville is your new 
cruiserweight champion. Uh, Scotty Slade, have you been paying attention to the cruiserweight division? Uh, on and off. I'm not gonna not gonna say that I'm as in depth, you know, because I'll be honest, I didn't know Jack Gallagher until he came out in the Rumble. That's why it was such a big surprise. <laughs> oh. uh, but no, <laughs> we'll talk about. That. Uh, no, but I followed it enough, and um, the problem is, is I think that the cruiserweight division is getting a bad rap. Uh, I don't know if it's because they're bringing too much in, so they're not able to let guys kind of stand on their own. I didn't mind this match. There was one portion of the match that felt really funny. It was, I don't know if it was his comeback. I don't know if it was just he was uh, just showing some fire when he did like this sequence and ended with an uncomfortable just standing splash. It was just <laughs> for a cruiserweight division, that's not what you want to do at an apex of a match. Um, but if this was done uh, anywhere else, people would be praising it. Uh, I think they're just not in tune to seeing this on a pay-per-view level. I enjoyed it, and I was glad to see that Neville came out on top. I mean, I think I was saying on Twitter that, I mean, after that last match with all the plunder and such, that these guys kind of had no chance, and they gave them enough time to settle down with all the the hoo ha and the uh, gaga between the two matches. But uh, yeah, the crowd wasn't um, on their feet for this one. Let's just say, Brian. No, I think somebody posted. I saw a picture on uh, Twitter where there was some large sections of the building with just seats people probably going to concessions or bathroom use or, the facilities yeah yes i mean no reflection on these two guys no I, absolutely not it just you got to give the people a reason to be invested yeah and this is a reflection on the division it's like i said they're just really just throwing everything they can against the wall to see what sticks and they just need to start cutting down just start to invest in a few guys rather than Sticking to what they're doing every week, putting all these like six mans, two man, like anything. Yeah, two mans at singles. Derp -a -derp. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean, I think they're start finally starting to get down to the brass tacks with the, you know with your Neville, with your Rich Swan, with your mm. Jack Gallagher. They're kind of sticking to these core guys, uh, and these are the ones that are kind of uh, helping to anchor the division going forward. And I think it, things are looking up for the cruiserweights. All right, let's go on to the WWE Championship match. M -m match of the night. <laughs> the champion AJ Styles versus John Cena and Charles Robinson. Your referee for this one and brian i think that john cena was very aggressive from the start of this match almost would you say heelish he's throwing jabs what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was a very odd start to the match where both guys were like it's like some fisticuffs yes to start uh, I, mean, I guess he was aggressive i wouldn't say he was heelish i i don't know i don't think it was overly excessively heelish i don't know what are you think, ruining you your know? narrative here <laughs> no i like yeah, maybe said, you know, like Melina said, it started off a little weird, but, I mean, nothing made him seem heelish, quote-unquote. I mean, it's just like the beginning, I don't know, they should have just started with a typical lockup or something, or just exchanging real shots, not faking jabs and kicks and stuff. I don't know, it just, that may fit AJ Styles' persona, but not John Cena's, so that's, I think, why it felt a little weird. So, I mean, I don't know. The match itself was great. I think it, I think it was, and like like Brian said, this is kind of the style these days with a, a lot of big moves, uh, a lot of finishers, and you know then there's one too many finishers and one guy gets beat, right? Yeah, I mean, and the criticism will be, oh my God, John Cena took the Styles Clash twice, and he took the Phenomenal Forearm twice, and he kicked out, and da 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 da. da. But don't mention the fact that AJ Styles kicked out of 
how many attitude adjusters get out mm-hmm. of an avalanche attitude adjustment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so um, you know, love you the criticism all around. If you're and if you're not going to, what did I say before, Mike? If we're not going to what? If you're not going to love you the criticism yeah, all around. Yeah, if you're around? not going to put it all around, you know, make it uh, even for everybody, don't do it. Save it. Mm-hmm. Save it. Is sorry that, sorry oh, that I'm listening to Brian Maloney. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's the next T-shirt. Save it. Maybe. All right. We'll just have to see. Uh, After we get the hot garbage one out. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to look great on somebody. Just hot garbage. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to workshop that one a little bit. Uh, okay. At one point, Cena did the figure four, I think, kind of alluding to the Ric Flair record that he's chasing. With a tear chasing. in my eye. <laughs> yes. Uh, so at one point, leg drop. He came off the top rope, John Cena did, for his leg drop onto the back of the neck. And AJ caught him in a powerbomb, then picked him up and hit the Styles Clash. One, two, kick out. Oh, my God. I can't believe he kicked out of that. Is that the one that I gasped? <laughs> Is that it? Because uh, Cena was starting to tuck. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one? Okay, that was one that got it me wasn't out of quite my seat. The, it was, it wasn't quite, your reaction wasn't quite Crockett's was on a clothesline later in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He hit some devastating lariats on AJ Styles, and AJ Styles landed on his shoulder in one and almost on his head with the other. I was referring to the, I think it was, was it? Uh, it was in the Rumble. Yeah. It was during uh, Enzo. It was Enzo, Enzo. Enzo, yeah. It was Enzo. Uh, <laughs> thank you. That's right. <laughs> thank you. I think Crockett's reaction would have been less had he taken out a gun and shot him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Code Red, Ryan, by John Cena? Was this you or was this Brian Fury that was uh, up Fury. in arms about this one? Brian Fury. Yeah, it wasn't me. Fury got scared by it, but, I mean, everyone kind of popped for it just because it's one of those moves that John Cena does that no one expects because everyone considers him not really the greatest physical athlete um Wait a minute, so the code red automatically makes you a little bit more physically athletic yes <laughs> putting it in my moves yes <laughs> scotty slade 160 pounds feels like 300 <laughs> yeah he's a little uh, a little heavy heavy heaviest body slam <laughs> i've ever done i can anchor that code red and we'll be good to go nope he drive himself right into the mat head first <laughs> <laughs> so at one point uh, uh dvd uh, AJ Styles hit a DVD onto his knee, and there was a kick out there. And then he, uh, it's John Cena picks Styles up on his shoulder, and basically, uh, you know, he likes to bring out these new moves every once in a while. But this is basically a big ending from uh, like Big E's finisher. But uh, yes, yeah. I actually commented on that. I was a little upset because I know he hit one move before that, but then I had mentioned I said first he hit this person's move, then he hit Big E's finish. So I mean. I think I would have rathered the springboard stunner, honestly, but... Uh, really? No. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrendous. What, ab- what about, folks, the attitude adjustment off the top rope and a kick out? Everyone in the room, they were like, 12 I, I mean, there's Barry, Barry and John Cena. I, don't know why, why do <laughs> I will... No, don't. I will 100% <laughs> be honest. Um, that false finish worked me. I 100% believed that that was it. There are about 12 of us in the room, and every single one of us went, oh! Yes, oh, except Tarzan. Crossed arms. He was not budging. He knew exactly where this well, was Well, Tarzan hates wrestling. <laughs> Coming <laughs> soon to the wrestling Stop podcast it. about nothing. <laughs> Happiest man you will meet. No, no, no. Tarzan hates wrestling. Coming soon to the wrestling please, podcast, please podcast do. about nothing. Please. Uh, if that I, becomes a stock, I'll invest. <laughs> we just we just can't talk about Bertha Fay. You do get heat for that. Didn't Thank you? God she doesn't listen. Well, we just we just gonna nail Tarzan down. He's very hard to track down. He doesn't like to leave the house very often unless it's for gambling. Just send so. him a side text. He'll be all set. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so after that, uh, you trying to get this guy more miserable? <laughs> he doesn't he listen either. <laughs> he doesn't I'll know set how to. Up, he'll knock him out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he doesn't know how to open a podcast. He doesn't know what a podcast is really. 
<laughs> really, what we're gonna do? Just mic mic him up, unbeknownst to him. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> if you want to follow him on a daily <laughs> basis, what am I watching here? <laughs> yeah, go back in the. Are ar- you kidding me? <laughs> Are you work this dumb remote? Go back to the archives <laughs> on uh, BD Radio if you want to hear from Tarzan. We did an interview with him, and then we uh, reviewed a <laughs> SummerSlam with him. Tarzan's like my grandfather. We got to tape the entire remote <laughs> up and down. <laughs> Tarzan is a couple years older than us. Let's just say that. Yeah. Well, some of us. Yeah, well. Who is <laughs> <laughs> older than all of us? Come on. He's older p- than me. He already picked out his what, plot. Months? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right, let's get back to the match here. Uh, after the uh, AA off the top whoop, he picked him up for another AA, but uh, AJ turned it into a Skiles clash, but there was no cover on this one. So then he goes for the phenomenal forearm, and Cena grabs him in the AA position. He hits the AA, then kind of rolls through and picks him right back up on his shoulders again, hits a second or probably a fourth or fifth at this point, attitude adjustment, and one, two, three, John Cena wins, and he gets the title from Charles Robinson, gives him a big hug because Charles Robinson is little Nate. <laughs> I don't know what Charles Robinson said to him, but you read li- Cena's lips, and he says, "He says, I don't care. This is pretty effing cool." Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, I missed that one too. Uh, so uh, yeah, he ties Ric Flair's record. I'm very astute. You are. <laughs> you pay attention. That's that's really nice. That's why you're here. And John Cena is your new WWE champion. And then he, he went out into the crowd and he gave the title to a, a Make-A-Wish kid who was in the crowd. So that's pretty cool. What a, what a piece of crap. <laughs> what, but, just the worst human being on earth. Such a heel. And you commented <laughs> on it that the, the fans popped. And I think they kind of turned the corner on John yeah, Cena. Yeah, it wasn't like this overwhelmingly negative thing. They, you, they, they did a wide shot. And it looked like the vast majority of the crowd was cheering this. Because hate them or love them, like that's, I mean, that's you just—they just all witnessed a piece of pro wrestling history. That you know, sixteen-time world champion. Now, now that for your entire life, there's been one sixteen-time world champion. Now there's two. Pretty cool. Well, I said on Twitter at the WPAN that you know the crowd—they love the part timers. And John Cena is basically a part-timer oh, now. Oh, boy. <laughs> so he's not around enough for you to... I'm going to let Johnny <laughs> Fabulous know you said that. Oh, the, boy. And then have him relay the message. <laughs> we'll see if the message gets to, actually gets to John Cena. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it would. I'm sure he just wouldn't care. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, yes, John Cena, that's uh, your first uh, pick that came true, Brian. John Cena is your new WWE champion. And then from there, it was the Royal Rumble match. And as we mentioned, we did a little uh, gambling. Of course, it was uh, just Skittles. Mm-hmm. There no money, no money changed hands, Brian. And um, the first man out was. Hey, don't big- forget. Hey, hey, if you're gonna tell people that we bet Skittles, yes, can you at least let them know about the side bet for Skittles that we did as well? I mean, it, it encapsulates the entire story. Why don't you run through that, Scotty? Right, so, I mean, pretty much. I mean, we had ten people involved for these Skittles. And the rules are simple: we uh, divvy up thirty numbers, so everybody got three, and then we had three side bets. Three uh, side bets were a competitor that eliminated the most rumble entries, mm-hmm. the biggest surprise of the night, and there was some controversy there that yeah. we'll get into. And then I don't understand how there was any controversy. And then uh, last but not least, uh, whichever person was able to stay in the rumble the longest was the final side bet. Okay, and those are for. Uh, Ten Skittles each, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. If it costs you ten Skittles to get involved into this, uh, and there's a hundred Skittles in the pot, mm-hmm. uh, ten Skittles for each side bet, which means uh, the big winner wins us uh, seventy Skittles. That's wow. a whole lot of the rainbow. Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole lot of tasting. Let's 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 hope uh, a, cer- a certain Mrs. Uh, Skittles doesn't doesn't hear this, or uh, <laughs> somebody's going to be splitting the pot. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm out, guys. I'll, uh, see you later. <laughs> You're gonna need to edit this audio. <laughs> <laughs> no, no editing. This is uh, we're just going straight through. We're live. We're live, pal. Uh, <laughs> uh, can I start over? <laughs> <laughs> All right. First out was Big Cass, and number two out was Chris Jericho, who was one of your picks, right? Yes, I had number two. Yes. And when it came down to the wire, I was like, "This is Chris Jericho's thing to take." You know, Kevin Owens kept the title earlier in the night. This is Chris Jericho, and we're going to have Owens and Jericho for the title at WrestleMania, which we could well, still have. Well, Mike, you, you you follow the dirt cheese. Maybe you should be following the Vegas betting lines because the Ve- Randy Orton was the Royal Rumble favorite as of like four days ago. Is that true? That's a fact. Well, I don't... Uh, it's I don't amazing think... to me they take bets on wrestling. Yeah, I didn't think so either insane. until I saw it. Completely insane because if you're the booker of, of WWE, one of the writers, you could just go put a shit ton of money down on on uh, you know the, the what you wrote. <laughs> and just make a lot of money. And, you know, I know about that there's betting on it because it's sponsor of the Pritchard Podcast. Yes, now. it is. It's just insane to me. I can't believe they take bets on pro wrestling. It's it's insane to me. But, uh, yeah, uh, Randy Orton was the f- became the favorite in, in the, with the Vegas odds this week. Well, it's gotta, there's got to be a gimmick with it, though. Like when I was down in Vegas uh, for, like, betting on UFC, they wouldn't let me parlay fights together. I had to bet on single fights. Uh, I don't know if there's like a a max limit. Like, there's got to be some shtick so this can't get abused. Has to be. Well, what's stopping somebody who just like works for WWE in the creative department from just putting down well a hundred thousand dollars? Well, because then they'd have to fill out an audit. Their name would be on something. Once you went over a certain amount, I assume. Well, is it, wrong, is it illegal? Maybe. Yeah, have to is it illegal for amount. them to? Is there some sort of law that says that if Vegas is going to take bets on something that's scripted, <laughs> that the writers can't bet? You on know, it? we should do a spinoff show. You and I, Melissa. You know what we should do? Uh-oh. You win the first round of that top prospect tournament. You and I go to Vegas. We'll figure this out. We'll get to the bottom of it. <laughs> there we go. All right. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting shut out here. You are. He's poaching talent <laughs> over here, this me, guy. Me and Julian. Are My master plan is coming through. Sure. <laughs> Misery Incorporated. <laughs> Scotty's sinking his teeth into someone else. Weird. <laughs> I don't need to. I have my own show, Inside Perspective, oh. on the NEI Network. At, uh, <laughs> Maybe you heard of it. He's got to plug it over here. Me and Julian are going to be doing Fat and Miserable on the PDA Radio Network. You figure out which one's fat and which one's miserable. Welcome to FBM, Fat, Bald, and Miserable. This is Mike Crockett and Julian Starr. Could be fat, bloated, and miserable. That's true. Oh, man. Everything's just going to shit here. Uh, All right, let's get back to the Rumble, folks. Right. Number three was Kalisto, and then Mojo Rawley. Holy shit, we're that. not doing going through 30 guys, <laughs> of course are we? we are. Damn worried we are. <laughs> f- let's talk about number five, though, Brian. Oh, we'll stop. We'll I don't stop. want to talk about number We'll five. stop at number five. This is your first pick, right? Yes. And it was Jack Gallagher, the cruiserweight from the cruiserweight division. Biggest surprise of the Rumble. And he mm. came out with an umbrella, which uh, someone commented, maybe it was you, Scotty, that, or maybe it was you, Julian. Yes, What's that? Where uh, Ju- he came out with an umbrella. You go, like, why does. Everyone just come out with. No, that was. Uh, it wasn't me. It was Dijak. Oh, I, I it was thought you were Donovan Dijak. That was Donovan Dijak. <laughs> Ring of Honor is Donovan Dijak, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the comment that Julian made where he should just jump off the top and uh, float down nice and slow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He, he tried to, but it didn't really work. I was so happy that he tried that. So, uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about the controversy here? Yes. Get, like, in, get into it. Get into right. it. So, one of the side bets that we talked well, about. Yeah, was, was biggest surprise. Uh, the the two we kind of narrowed it down to well it was like it was like a foregone conclusion they were all talking about it was Ty Dillinger which Ty Dillinger at ten was not a surprise like the crowd was chanting at him on NXT TV this past week about it and he 
commented on it. It was widely speculated that he was going to be number 10 in the Rumble. I don't think that's a surprise. I really didn't think it was going to happen, though. Jack Gallagher. Uh, no, there's not one individual, including Jack Gallagher, who thought probably this afternoon that he was going to. He probably got to the building this afternoon and found out he was in the Rumble and was like, what? Yeah, that's why I was probably for the Godfather and he just couldn't make it. The <laughs> <laughs> whole train was a little slow getting over it. So, let's, hey, let's, let's throw it to the listeners. Who was a bigger surprise? Not who you liked better, not what we thought was better. Who surprised you more being in the Rumble, Ty Dillinger or Jack Gallagher? Or Mark Henry. <laughs> At the WPAN on Twitter, weigh in on this uh, this controversy. But actually, yes. in the end, we did a vote. It was close. But I won, but I still, I still agreed to split the money. You split the money? Yeah. He split it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the, the crying by, by our good friend Ray was, <laughs> was just more than I could uh, handle. Wow. I actually tried to give the whole 10, and then he got very upset. Yeah. 10! Did you hold the 10 a, up? 10-tossing <laughs> contest. Yeah, I threw it at him. I said, I said, fine, just take it. I, 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 again, Which I'm nobody not commented about when he caught it out of midair and threw it back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was amazing. That, that was nice. <laughs> that was very good. Uh, so, yeah, Jack Gallagher, uh, the next one in was Mark Henry, and Mark Henry tossed Jack Gallagher unceremoniously to the floor. So that's what happens when you integrate your cruiserweights into the <laughs> heavyweight division as everyone wants to happen, but... Yeah, this is what happens. I've said this before. This what, did what you happens. think he should win it? Well, no one knows. Yeah, Jesus. Like, I sh- didn't think he should have been in it, which is um, why it's such a surprise, <laughs> Ryan. There you go. That Jack Keller was in there. Yeah, you voted for me, right? I did. Yeah. I, 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 I was sitting next to you, so I felt I had to. Just to say, this surprise bet that we usually do every year is based off the pops in the room being the surprise, and Mark Henry got the biggest pop in the room when he came out. Because but no usually we're talking surprise. We're talking like Diesel or Diamond Dallas Page yeah, or Mr. Perfect when he was in it or like actual surprises. This year there was not one. Well, no not one expected Mark Henry one. to come out. I mean, <laughs> he'd been gone for a little while. So, I mean, I was surprised. So, after Mark Henry, who came in? <laughs> oh, Braun Strowman. And he eliminated a bunch of fellas. Uh, Mojo, Raleigh, uh, Big Cass went out. And then Kalisto kind of got tossed onto both of them on the floor. So, the three of them were gone. Sending the, sending the Playboy home with <laughs> ten Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so Playboy was out early this on this evening. And Mark Henry eventually went out, thanks to Braun Strowman as well. Uh, then you had Sami Zayn. Then you had Big Show come out. And he did the big face-off with Strowman as they've been doing they did it on monday and they did here again uh and then uh, you know Strowman just kind of picked big show up and uh slowly tossed him over the top rope so big show was out pretty quickly and then we get to number 10 as we mentioned ty dillinger and this is the one that i talked about was kind of the creation of the fans and i didn't think it would happen but it happened ty, Dill- ty dillinger came in at number 10, and I think this is the case of there's been so many times at the Royal Rumble where fans didn't get what they want and just uh, rebelled, and this time they were like, even if they hadn't planned it, they were just like, let's let's do, let's do throw these people a bone. Let's put Ty Dillinger yeah, I mean, at number 10. In that spot, like, you, you had to be Ty, we talked about it, had to be Ty Dillinger, mm-hmm. uh, just a complete schlub, somebody that they could just thrash and, and it wouldn't matter. Or it would have had to have been like a gigantic surprise or one of like Goldberg or Lesnar or yeah. something like that. Like it couldn't have been just like, you know, Dean Ambrose or something. No. You know? Speaking of schlubs, at number 11? Ah, uh, yes. James Ellsworth was <laughs> up next. Uh, we're talking about my old tag team partner like that. Wait, you guys actually the- tagged? 
Yes. I didn't know that. Two days before he wrestled uh, Braun Strowman. Really? Uh, that was that was you and I when we held the tag team. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really I really did. I think his name he wrestled well, whatever his uh indie name was, Jimmy Dream or something like that. To be fair, Scotty, you're both missing a chin, so you're just high. <laughs> <under not>, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're just gone. <laughs> no one's seen your chin since you were twelve. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just get you just got more hair covering it than he does. He has a little bit of hair. True. Maybe you give Crockett some for his head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus! You're loving this tonight, aren't you? <laughs> I'm tired, Michael. I could have shown you. I'm tired. I've been going nonstop since Friday morning. Yes, it's been a three-day weekend of shows. Let's wrap you. this up, son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> number eleven. So uh, J- James Ellsworth came down, and Braun was there, kind of uh, staring him down, and James didn't want to get in. So then Ty Dillinger and Sammy tried to eliminate Braun from behind, and uh, Braun almost went out, but his legs didn't cut touch. He got back in, and then Dean Ambrose came out next, and he tells Ellsworth, "Hey, we'll both go in at once. We'll we'll both go in and get Braun together," but uh. Dean stops short. Ellsworth goes in. Braun chokeslams him from the ring to the floor. And <laughs> everyone in the room, their, their breath left them. They clutched <laughs> their chests. Everyone screamed out in horror in this room as we saw this. Correct? You're pretty devastating. Yeah. Brian, after everything you and I saw today, pff, I yeah, think that still that was, might even have took the cake. I don't, I don't know. We saw... I, a full Nelson suplex on the cinder blocks. <laughs> on uh, and, and people wrestling? get yeah, and people get stabbed in the head with barbecue uh, skewers. <laughs> All right, you guys get to watch live murder. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, including a lovely young lady, gets stabbed in the head with uh, okay barbecue skewers. So it's pretty traumatizing day. <laughs> All right, <laughs> sounds like my kind of party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from there, it was Baron Corbin. Holy shit. And at number 13, <laughs> and uh, Zayn hit a halluva kick on Braun. Then Corbin actually clotheslined Braun over. And Braun Strowman was one of the favorites going into this thing. Were you surprised, Julian, yes, that he went out this early? Absolutely, because we were building up the entire night that he was going to go on because we figured WWE is going to start pushing him to the moon. And for him to go out... Genuinely shocked. Genuinely shocked. The entire room jumped out of their seats when he got clothesline over the top. Yeah, I thought for sure that was going to be either a Brock Lesnar or Goldberg type elimination. Easily. All right, Kofi Kingston was out next. Our buddy Kofi Kingston, and he did his uh, rumble spot. He's he stood up on the ring post actually, mm-hmm. spiked his chest on it. <laughs> yes, Good he. Lord. Yes, uh, Corbin went for his legs, and Kofi jumped up and then kind of. Fell down like chest first on that big uh, ring post, and then Kofi hung on. His feet didn't touch, and he got back in the ring. All right, then we had Miz come out, and then Sheamus came out. He went wild. Big E rolled in, and at 17, hit him down a stretch as he came into the ring. <laughs> well, he had to he had to do the the uh, the new day chant on the ass of the Miz. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's I would like doing that to the ass of uh, Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> that pr- is perhaps the most unique way someone has that ever Julian entered. <laughs> Clearly, that or uh, uh, Lana. Well, Jeez. speaking of, speaking of Lana, Rusev was out next. <laughs> Can you guys get a soundbite of that, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> Anytime you talk about females, just the Tarzan. Jesus, <laughs> Tar- yeah, Tarzan has a very uh, special. <laughs> yeah. yes. Very special thing when uh, he sees a, a lovely lady, <laughs> and uh, Ru- so Rusev, so Rusev came out with a a nose guard. I'm not sure what this uh, is related to, but like you know, the Cody Rhodes uh, Virgil back in the day had a kind of nose guard. Virgil actually tweeted about that. Rusev oh, stole did? his look. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure what that was about. Meat sauce, Scotty. You know? 
No, I have no idea. I just oh. wanted to add that uh, to mention that throughout all of this mayhem, yes. Chris Jericho was consistently sliding out of the ring through the bottom rope to uh, kind of just take a couple breathers. Yes. Watching some Scotty Slade matches, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so Cesaro was out at 19. He had multiple Cesaro swings. The last one, he grabbed Sheamus, his tag team partner, and he considered giving him the Cesaro swing, but then he got a Rusev kicked to the side of the head. And at 20 was Xavier Woods, the final member of the New Day to be in there. And so all three members of the New Day, triple team Sheamus. But then Sheamus and Cesaro together eliminated all three members of the New Day at once. And as they celebrated, Jericho eliminated both Cesaro and Sheamus. And at this point, so we're already 20 people in, and everybody in the room is starting to do the math in their head, and all the big names are still yet to be called. And we're still hoping for some sort I was, of... I was already done at this point. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I had a couple of big numbers. I had 26 and 27. And no, I mean, a couple uh, big numbers. Skittles aside, though, if you <laughs> look through the numbers, numbers through 1 through 20... You knew that there was The Undertaker. You knew that there was Goldberg. You knew that there was Lesnar. None of those guys have gotten called yet. And then just keep dwindling, dwindling, dwindling. Mm -hmm. Right. So number 21 was Bray Wyatt, the head of the Wyatt family. And then there was Apollo Crews, who no one expected to see, at number 22. And uh, Randy Orton was in at number 23, the eventual winner. Spoiler, spoiler. And uh, he hit a, a cup of chaos. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry, Malonis. Ooh, yeah. Told you. You have to do this every weekend? It's like, it's like, it's like he has a squeak toy in his throat. <laughs> you know he drives uh, to work doing the, uh, these impersonations. <laughs> Just trying Malonis to nail it. Malonis going to love these. The last RKO was uh, Sami Zayn coming off the top rope and landing an RKO from Orton. And Dolph Ziggler was in at 24, hit a bunch of super kicks, and then Luke Harper from the Wyatt family was in at 25 and 26 one of my numbers Brian Brock Lesnar made his appearance with Paul Heyman and he and got you celebrated like you like you won the World Series yes and as it turns out it was quite premature but uh two quick elim eliminations anybody anybody want to take that one anybody want to take that one uh, <laughs> oh, <no>. nope. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that you quickly skipped over the fact that Luke Harper started to turn even more on Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton yeah, that I don't know if that was right away, it but was. yeah, it did. It no, was. It was as soon as he came in, he turned right on Bray, and it was like this huge because he almost gave Bray his finish. Yes, and then the and RKO. It, yeah, an RKO. And Brock. Yeah, yeah, it was like I Brock mean, got knocked that down has or whatever. Huge implications going forward. I mean, what does that mean, especially with Orton winning the uh, the Rumble? Mm -hmm. To be fair, Crockett was in the dirt sheets at that time. That's right. His <laughs> phone was buried. He was probably telling his wife, "Pizza well, in one hand, phone in the other, and we'll be home." This guy is trying to look good in front of Brian so they can really get their, <laughs> get their show off the ground here. <laughs> what do you mean? He's my replacement when I have to leave, Michael. <laughs> All right. You're so leaving? <laughs> Brock Lesnar hit a suplex city on a number of guys. And then 27. Big number 27. We're like, all these big guys are left. There's only big names left in this thing. But yeah, then plenty of big names. 27. Enzo. Mm. How you doing? <laughs> How are you Talk about a, a fart in church. <laughs> <laughs> so he was immediately clotheslined out of his boots by Brock Lesnar. And, and Crockett, Crockett nearly had a heart attack <laughs> over a clothesline. That really wasn't all that devastating. He looked, he looked like he hurt him. It looked bad. Yeah. It looked like Enzo tried to be athletic and realized he wasn't. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was, uh, yeah, he was dumped. I don't think it was that bad. He was dumped in a, in a moment's time by Brock Lesnar. And uh, that was it for Enzo. 28 was... Goldberg, and that was uh, a Scotty Slate pick, I think. Yes, I was very fortunate this year. Uh, no complaints. 
He came in, he speared Brock almost immediately, and then clotheslined Brock over the top rope. How awesome was that? I, I don't know where they're going with this, but the fact that now both times that these guys have really interacted where it matters, Goldberg has just manhandled Brock. I I don't know what the next... <laughs> it's going to be awesome when the river, which is complete reversal at WrestleMania, and they wrestle for two minutes, and it's just like three F5s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting to see. I mean, they're, they're each going to make like a couple million bucks each for like four minutes of work. <laughs> I think it's pretty much a guarantee that it's Goldberg and Brock at WrestleMania, and... Yeah, it's up in the air what this could so possibly Boston's be. So Boston's a special guest ref again. <laughs> I don't think it'll go the same way, though. I don't think everyone, <laughs> everyone will boo everyone out of the building. Uh, so what's what's going on here? Everyone's uh, texting people things. What's, uh, what's Nothing. Uh, all right, let's move on around. Here. Number 29, The Undertaker was next in the ring. He tossed Corbin, then Goldberg tossed Rusev. The Undertaker then tossed Bill Goldberg. The dead man. Yes, and he was out of the ring. Undertaker also got rid of Miz and Sami Zayn. And your 30th man. Everyone was like, this has got to be Samoa Joe, right, Brian? <laughs> Scotty? Well, we did get a Samoa named Joe. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Just explain the second time. <laughs> it was uh, Joe Anawai, also known as Roman Reigns. Number 30. Loved now, it. The only one that would made my night better is if he won. That, and this was a, a shock of all shocks. I think this maybe should have won the surprise. Yeah, I, of the I was going to say, I, I, I would not have argued had, uh, like looking back at this now, if somebody said Roman Reigns is the biggest surprise, mm -hmm. I, I would not have been, I, I would not have argued. Really? Someone get right on the horn. <laughs> Ray didn't have that number. Well, I mean, no, he'll have to bring back the $5 he took. <laughs> Our temporary roommate did. I wouldn't want him to win. He didn't deserve the money. <laughs> that dirtbag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so There's a stranger with a key. <laughs> there. <laughs> There was a, uh, they're getting uh, silly here at this late hour. Punchy. Yes. Uh, there was a this is bullshit chant when Roman Reigns came out. And yeah, I mean, they've, they're very forgiving with uh, John Cena these days, but they're, uh, they've still not really gotten on board with Roman Reigns for the most part. Uh, so at one point, uh, Taker is in the ring kind of signaling, a, you know, the uh, slash across the throat, and then Roman Reigns tosses him out from behind. And then that was two seconds after uh, our friend Ray said, there's no question the Undertaker is winning this thing. And then <laughs> immediately Roman tosses him out of the ring. I was like looking at him and Ray's like, I don't know. So the final four in the match were Roman Reigns, Chris Jericho, Bray Wyatt, and Orton. All the guys you expected to be there. <laughs> yes. And at this point, uh, Scotty, who did you have? Who did you think was going to win? Well, at this point, I had Jericho and I had Orton as far as the Skittle betting yes. was concerned, which means Jericho secured my longest in there. Um, seeing the four, I assumed several scenarios we we were talking about earlier. Plausible that Jericho could win, having the Owens-Jericho chemistry going down the road. Uh, a lot of people online have been talking about Bray Wyatt finally getting some sort of major push. Uh, so that was a possibility. And then Roman's just always just hung around. And there's also been some rumblings dirt sheet-wise that Orton was going over. So clearly, to me, it was anybody could have won at this point. And, I mean, I, I said, right as we got down to the final four, I said, this is Jericho. There's, there's, it could be no one else. Chris Jericho. It's already set up perfectly with Owens. Oh, but there can be, Michael. Just like I said. Just like I predicted. <laughs> just like you pulled out of thin air. Thin air. That's not true. <laughs> so uh, Roman super punches Jericho, who is on the top rope, and Jericho tumbles out to the floor. So immediately, 
uh, Jericho is out, and I am befuddled. Yeah, and when I saw this happen, I know Julian's about to talk, but when I saw this happen, I assumed the whole two-on-one scenario that uh, Roman was just going to overcome the odds and he was going to be the one to win it. Yeah, I mean, it seemed that way. It seemed set up perfectly for Roman to win this thing, especially after you know, uh, coming up short earlier in the night against Owens. But uh, Roman tosses Bray Wyatt, and your final two are Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, and Roman Reigns goes for the Superman punch, but gets RKO'd for his trouble, and he is up, and he's clotheslined to the floor. Randy Orton is your 2017 Royal Rumble winner. He points to the WrestleMania sign. He's going to WrestleMania to the main event, and... I don't know how they're going to get there, frankly. And uh, There's another pay-per-view between now and then for Raw, and there's one for SmackDown as well. But uh, I don't know what we're going to see for WrestleMania for Randy Orton, but uh, according to the letter of the law, he is going to the main event. And you were shocked, Julian, at Randy Orton winning this thing, I would assume? Yeah, yeah, just because, uh, just to play off what you said earlier, you said how like um, the crowd seems to be somewhat forgiving nowadays for John Cena, but not so much Roman Reigns, and I just, I feel like it's because the WWE Universe, or sorry, the WWE uh, officials, I guess you can call them, uh, it feels like they're trying to force Roman Reigns down the throat of the fans, and I can tell they're regurgitating it every single time, so... When Roman Reigns didn't win, I was personally shocked because I felt like it was going to be one of those situations where they're like, okay, we're going to force Roman down your throat again and we're going to put him you know, for the title once again. Um, seeing as he just lost the United States title too, I figured uh, you know, it would be the perfect time to transition him into a main event once again and try to force him once again. Uh, not to say that I was equally miserable that Randy Orton won, just because I've already seen Randy Orton and John Cena a thousand times. What was the reaction of the live crowd when Roman Reigns got thrown out? Uh, it was elation. Yeah, that yeah. would be a word. Huh. Look at that. <laughs> I think Look at it that. was. The uh, fans went home happy. Yeah, even though Randy Orton won, and, so, and, he's, and Randy Orton's a heel. So who? So so are these people really as dumb as we? Uh, everybody tries to say they are. No, no, I think because if Randy Orton eliminates like Chris Jericho or something at the end, there people are probably groaning and moaning, and but yeah. the crowd went home happy. Yeah, yeah I, I mean they they knew what they were doing as far as trying to make the crowd happy. But aside from like surprises, if that's the one thing you want to take away from this, that there wasn't any like major surprises or flashbacks or legends, fine. But going into this Rumble compared to years past, this is the first one that like I didn't have a clue. There was way mm-hmm. too many options, way too many directions. If you said you knew, you were lying through your teeth. Yep. There was so many different angles that they could have put whoever they ended up putting over. That That's why I had the most fun at this Rumble than I'd say in the last five years. All right, and who do you, you talked about uh, this in terms of where it ranks in terms of Royal Rumble matches, Brian. Do you think uh, this was upper tier or lower tier? I don't know. Probably smack tab in the middle somewhere. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was particularly good. I, I think it, I actually think it's kind of forgettable. Yeah. Um, you you didn't think there were a lot of uh, big moments. There weren't a lot to uh, sink your teeth into in this match. Not not something that I'm gonna like take away and remember for you know for a long time. You feel the same way, Julian? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, typically, like I guess the last few rumbles that. Uh, I've watched there's always been like just the Royal Rumble match itself has always had like that one or two surprise that just made you go like oh I can't believe this guy's back or oh, I can't believe this guy came out and like this Rumble just 
on paper, when you look at the poster, you're thinking like, man, like this is the first time in a while that there's, like Scotty said, been a rumble where I don't know who the winner is going to be. Plus, it has all these great names from not only the you know the present but the past. So it became a very interesting rumble. But in between that, you're expecting like also that that topping on the cake, the the, the surprise. Like I'll be honest, I'm going to call now. I honestly thought like either Samoa Joe or Finn Balor was going to make some sort of return. I know it's far-fetched, but I also thought maybe Kurt Angle would make a surprise, you know, entry, but it's one of those things where just that 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 flavor to the Rumble just wasn't there. Um, the night in general, like I said, I'm I'm with Malonis. It's middle of the road. Okay. And Brian, uh, actually, Scotty, you alluded to the fact your match of the night, I think you said, was John Cena versus AJ Styles, right? Absolutely, yeah. Would you guys agree with that, Brian? Yeah, yeah I think Easily. without a doubt. Easily. Okay. Uh, so the Royal Rumble, folks, we want to hear your feedback on the Royal Rumble. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter or go to Facebook.com slash the WPAN with your thoughts on the Royal Rumble and anything else we're talking about in this episode. Every Thursday on our BDA bonus podcast, we do something called Merv Griffin Time, a talkback segment where we interact with you, the listener. Tweet questions to myself or the Kingpin as well. We'd love to answer them for you. Use that hashtag WPAN so we can find it easily and we'll mention you on the podcast and your tweets this Thursday on the BDA bonus episode of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Okay, Brian, uh, let's, before we let these guys go, what do you say we involve them on a little promo about nothing? Sure. Sure. Okay. Because we're deep into this thing, aren't we? We are. We are. We're, we're going here. You we're never going. Shut here. the hell up. Okay, guys. <laughs> so, uh, this promo about nothing comes from 1990, and it is from International Championship Wrestling. There's a nice picture there of the Playboy. Uh, <laughs> let's not share that one on Twitter. Brian, uh, Jimmy will be very upset. Uh, so, ICW guys, the Savoldis. What? Julian, we have we have what? No, it, it's it, it's for their promotion. Oh. ICW. Oh, okay. We have uh, uh, many fond memories of the, of the of the Savoldis. Yes, we all greatest human beings in the world. <laughs> we worked for them in a NWA on Fire in Maine. Uh, yeah, they're very old school, like carny promoters. Yeah, if you could draw what you would think a wrestling promoter would be forty years ago, you would draw these two. Hey there, kid. Yeah. So uh, this is from ICW in 1990, and there was a woman, and she did the ICW teen report. It was just for one summer, it seemed like, in the 1990s, and this woman's name was Donna, D-A-W-N-A, and she did interviews, and she didn't last very long, and we might see why right here as we take a look at this interview that she did with... The one and only Brian, a good friend of yours. We talked about him this past Thursday. <laughs> yes. His name is Saba Simba. No, <laughs> he is the current in 1990 ICW champion, Tony Atlas. So let's listen to this week's promo about nothing. Hi, I'm Donna, your hostess for the ICW Teen Report. And with me today is the wrestler of the month for July 1990 the heavyweight champion of the ICW and of the world, Mr. Tony Atlas. Well, you know, girl, you got a lot of respect. And you know to have respect around me, Mr. Tony Atlas, the ICW champion of the world. You hear that? Come on in here, child. Act like you scared of me or something. All the women want to be next to me. You yes, might as well be there, too. <laughs> the wrestler of the month. Ain't that fantastic? ICW champion, wrestler of the month, 
best looking man in town, the strongest man in the world, what more can a man ask for? <laughs> now, answer that question. Hurry up. All right, I have a question from Bill Albright. <clears throat> Bill Albright? Yeah. And he wrote in, and he wants to know if you go out and work out at the gym a lot. You tell him, I do what I want to do. He don't ask me to do nothing. I am the champion of the world. I am the wrestler of the month. I am the strongest man in the world, best looking man in the world. He don't ask me to do nothing. What's the next question? The next question is from Elaine Parsons. In Who? Elaine Parsons. Who is that? Elaine Parsons. One of your fans? I don't have no fans, but tell me what you want anyway. She wants to know what your favorite kind of food is? That's not a whole business what I eat. You want to know what I eat? I eat whatever I want to eat. When you got an arm like this, when you got a face like this, and when you got the ICW championship and wrestler of the month too. <laughs> you eat what you want to eat. Tell her I eat her head off if I see her in an in arena. <laughs> All right, I have one more question. All right, get to it. It's from Steve Cohen. Who? Stephen Cohen? Yeah. And he wants to know what you see for yourself in the future. <laughs> the world. The world. That's what I see. Controlling the whole world. You know, I just, I got half of the world. I got the world championship belt. What I see for myself, the world. You know, I'm the only wrestler, the only champion in the world today that don't have to hide his face underneath paint. <laughs> All them paint their face because they're too ugly. But I'm good looking. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. Atlas, we're... Mr. Atlas loves that. Respect <laughs> for the champ. We're almost out of time right now, but thanks a lot for stopping by, and congratulations on being voted Wrestler of the Month for July 1990. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. I'll see you later. Sound like a nice young lady from the south end of Boston. Yeah, when, when did Enzo's sister, uh, was that Enzo's mother? I got a couple of questions. So oh, terrible. Well, well, I was going to uh, ask. How did Enzo say it, Mike? <laughs> I, don't know. I was going to ask, is there any way that Donna's last name is not Savoldi? <laughs> because this woman... Ah, I can be whatever she wants to be. <laughs> yeah, maybe... <Ooh. laughs> I mean, usually we have terrible promos in this thing. This might be the promo of Tony Alves' career. This was a great promo. It was the greatest promo in the world. Yeah. <laughs> He's also the inventor of what? Because uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to eat that woman's head off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really wish he finished. the camera went off, he'd probably say he want to eat her feet off. Oh, right you beat me oh. to it. I was just going to say, I wish he ended that with like, now take them shoes off and show me them feet. Show me them pinky toes. <laughs> you yeah. walk on my face, lady. <laughs> yeah, there's a very strong rumor that uh, Tony Atlas is a... Strong, strong. a rumor when he, when he on Legends House, he wore a T-shirt of women's You see shoes. the face he made of the feet he saw? <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Where's the soundboard web? I mean, uh, uh, it's pandemonium we don't have here right now, folks. <laughs> pandemonium. Yeah, uh, Tony Atlas. Yeah, he does. He does have a sh a, a t-shirt which is his face with the woman's heel on it, right? <laughs> ah, he'll do what he wants. He got the ICW title. Yeah, whole whole foot right on his face. He's pretty much inhaling the lint. <laughs> But any anyway, uh, I, Do Donna. Let's let's talk about Donna. Is she's a, a lovely lass. She's you know she's got that 1990s or 1980s hair. It's uh, fantastic. It's beautiful. She's beautiful, baby. 
But uh, yeah, she doesn't Still really. Babies now. <laughs> she doesn't really belong in front of a camera. Can we agree on that? No, that's a pretty accurate statement. <laughs> <laughs> and she's uh, pauses there. She's like, uh, uh, she is uh, Tony Atlas, the ICW champion. She almost forgets who she's next to, but she uh, she won't soon forget after this interview. <laughs> Of Tony Atlas. And uh, I want to thank uh, David Bixen Span, who actually posted this. I think they talked about this on the 605 Super Podcast early on, but I just couldn't pass this up once I saw this. Uh, Donna from the ICW in 1990. You did real well, Mr. Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> so you heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode on the NAI Network. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to uh, let these two fellas go as we wrap up the program here. I want to thank very much the Facebook troll and future returning to the ring, I would assume, right? Come on, stop it. No? No. no. Okay, all right. I'm too fat to wrestle. Uh, I'm, I'm too fat to referee, but I still try to get in there last month. Yeah, but I'm also missing teeth now, too. Like. There's nothing wrong with that. I have a hillbilly smile. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julian Starr, it was uh, fantastic. Thank you for your contributions. No problem. I would Great say you would rank way above all good Anthony Green <laughs> on the uh, summit scale. Yeah. I yes. Think. The bar was not so very high, though. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a trolling comment, but uh, I think it's too much, so I just won't say it. <laughs> all right. Yeah, well. I think we have enough controversy on this podcast. <laughs> and Scotty Slade, we will see you Tuesday on the new episode of The Inside Perspective. Absolutely. Also and on the NEI Network. Yes. And just so you, everybody knows, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Slade. And also, Malonis and I will be coming out with a new show at some point called ABC. Anybody but Crockett. And it's going to be in the airwaves anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys very much once again. And uh, I guess you could stick around as we do this. I mean, we're in Julian's room. I don't yeah. know where. Yeah, I'm really. I'm not where are go they to going? Sleep while you guys sit <laughs> here, really kick him out of his own room. But uh, we have a couple things to do before we go. Here we go. What happened? Uh, oh, I, I locked you. I, I uh, you lost you too for a second. Oh there, Brian. boy. Oh my God. We're uh, we're falling apart. That's quarter past twelve. Let's wrap this thing up. Michael. Okay. We got a couple of voicemails, Brian. Holy shit. We're doing voicemails <laughs> tonight too. We're like this an hour and a half into this thing. No, it's just an hour and twelve. Come on. You know who has all voice- the time in the world? A couple. My grandmother. Because <laughs> she's dead. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get one in. We've been doing it all night. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, we got a, a couple uh, voicemails here. What am I doing here? Why isn't this not working? No. Uh, Tired. <laughs> got it. Got it. Here we go. This is why you people listen. This is the, raw. The magic that happens. <laughs> I know. We actually, we had our send off a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. but we're still here, you and I. <laughs> we're still talking. Can't get out of the room. We're <laughs> both physically blocked. Where the, the bridge as uh, Crockett tries to figure out technology. <laughs> so you just keep the conversation going. Yeah, well, we kind of have to. He's been unplugging the microphones. It's uh, pretty much you and I. It's, what do you guys want me to bury? All right, here's our first, guys. Here's our first voicemail. Crockett needs more dates. Well, you guys couldn't hear that, but he says simply. Crockett needs more dates. He's a married man. He can't have any more dates. Right. But I, I believe what this was, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's our friend John Morse. And I think he attempted to get this started last year after my referee return to referee the uh, match for Chaotic Wrestling, where he wanted me to have more dates refereeing. And so that's his hashtag, Crockett needs more dates. He's the only one with the hashtag so far. We'll see if uh, this the groundswell yes. will, will, uh, will happen here and we'll have more 
uh, dates for myself in the in the wrestling ring. Uh, okay, let's get to this next voicemail. If this will, yeah. Do you know how to work your speaker? I Do you I don't. Get... Oh, this... They changed this thing. Tarzan. They changed the uh, interface here. The, what the, what 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 the heck? The button's on the left now instead of the right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh boy. How does this work? I don't know. Maybe we'll play him on Thursday because you can't figure this out. All right, we'll play on Thursday, folks. <laughs> what kind of phone do you have? <laughs> we'll play on Thursday. Strikes again. They changed the Google Voice uh, interface. We said we were going to do live the tape. Crockett's going home to edit for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's a WPAN listener poll, folks. We asked you on Twitter. I asked you, actually, on at the WPAN on Twitter. I said, on the Mojo Raleigh scale, what's your level of interest for NXT TakeOver San Antonio? And there was, you could say, not hype, you could say getting hype, or you could say staying hype. I felt this, uh, Brian, this NXT was probably the least uh, hype I'd felt for a takeover yet. And I think that's the kind of the general consensus because uh, getting hype was 40% and not hype was 34% and staying hype was 26%. <laughs> You you guys are out of everyone's uh, uh get their head in their hands here. It is late. Uh, I'm still going. I'm strong. with you. I just yeah. I don't want to invade. I mean, this is your guys' show. Yeah, we've done our section. We're just uh, we're watching. We're the just best watch, yeah. right now. watching the magic happen here. All right, well, Brian, let's get you back into it by talking about yourself. That always seems to pep you up, oh, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. So this is about to get weird. You were right about him <laughs> taking. You know, jumps. you know what? Now he he just he just did it because. Uh, I was going to pass on this because uh, uh, maybe certain dates that are coming up hadn't been announced yet, but I'm going to I'm gonna make Mike Crockett feel uncomfortable in my favorite way here in a couple minutes. Oh You're hitting the highways and byways. Boy. You're crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And Brian Malonis, the kingpin. I guess you got dates. Yeah. Maybe. All right, Mike. Well. You're not going to hear it from them. Maybe oh, you will. Oh, boy. I don't know. Oh, here we go. You figure they would have announced it by now. Uh-oh. You know, piggybacked off a certain announcement that was put out there in the past week. Scotty, you might want to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably in the doghouse there, too. <laughs> Uh-oh. Cover your ears. <laughs> but, yeah. I, uh, yeah, the hell with it. I don't care. I'm returning to Chaotic Wrestling this Friday night. Whoa! There's supposed to be a video out like three weeks ago. It's not out yet. I don't know when it's coming out. But maybe I'll promote their show and be a nice guy because I'll be there. Mainly, I just want to promote it for myself so people come buy a damn T-shirt and they buy 10. So what are you doing there, you know? I don't know. Getting oh, paid. Wow. <laughs> All right. So that's February. That's what? This Friday. This Friday, Mike. What is that date? February the 3rd, buddy. All right. So that is in which La town? Lawrence. Lawrence, Lovely Massachusetts. Lawrence. I'm glad you knew that. I was going to say Woburn. <laughs> so chaoticwrestling.com to get your tickets. Maybe I'll have a couple assume. things to say. Uh-oh. Uh, Cup of things? How would Enzo say it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. So, Chaotic Wrestling's not going to tell you, but the Kingpin's coming back this Friday night. Uh, uh, probably for you know some some upcoming dates as well. But we'll just I'll just make the I'll, I'll just spoil their one their one thing they haven't announced yet because. Hell, I'll try to sell some tickets to their show since they don't seem too concerned about it. Oh, right. <laughs> All right. And then, hold on. I'm not done yet. Oh. We haven't talked about the big one yet. What's that Mike? one? The big one. February 11th. Oh. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We talked about it. Is this my segment or is this not my segment? Okay, go ahead. Don't be a dink. Wow. Wow. It's falling apart. 
<laughs> Scotty is uh, no. It's, just, it's actually just doing what it's normal. I call him a I call him a dink once or twice an episode. <laughs> but yeah, Saturday night, February the eleventh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Stage AE, right next to Heinz Field, home of my favorite team of all time, Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Yours truly, the Kingpin Brian Lowe's is in the two twenty seventeen Ring of Honor Top Prospect Tournament. I've heard that. Yes. All right, so get your tickets at uh, ROHwrestling.com. If you were an indie promoter and you were booking me and you had me on an upcoming show of yours, would you not piggyback your announcement off of that? <laughs> just saying. Oh, boy. Nah, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I right. like making you feel uncomfortable, Mike. All right, so that's February 11th. I'm excited about all my dates, including the chaotic wrestling ones. All right, so we'll see you this Friday in Lawrence, and then the following week you will be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for ROH. And if you want to book the Kingpin, Brian Malonis at Comcast.net is his email, and you can uh, DM him as well at Brian Malonis on the Twitter. And, folks, if you're new to the NAI Network, be sure to check out all the other great podcasts here on the feed, like DDT Wrestling with DC Matthews and Doc Manson, The Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company, Rant with Ant, Late Night Liam, Indie Pop, and twice a month, Scotty Slade starring in the Inside Perspective. What can we expect this week? This upcoming one, um, we take a quick look at kind of getting into wrestling, some of the stuff that they don't talk about, like how relationships can fall apart, like how like jobs sometimes can't even be held together, how everybody in locker rooms might stab you in the back. We just... I want this to be a little bit more than a one-parter, but we kind of touch upon a little bit of everything. Can I join in on this podcast? You know what? Down the road, if you want to, we'll make it happen. Do you have a couple of stories? <laughs> I held back on a couple of stories, but... Um, Crockett, how would Enzo, Enzo say it, Mike? Okay. <laughs> Why is your Enzo deaf? <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. We're going to be back on Thursday with the WPAN BDA bonus podcast. Search wrestling podcast about nothing on your favorite podcatcher or go to BDAradio.com. Then join us here in one week next Monday on the NAI Network for episode 42 of the WPAN. Until then, he's the King Prime Brian Malonis. We got Scotty Slade. We got Julian Starr. I'm Mike Crockett. And thanks for nothing. <laughs>